Hey, and welcome to today's podcast. This is Michael Becchio with Brilliant Perspectives. Today we have another Q&A episode in which Graham answers some questions submitted by our Brilliant community. <laughs> I always love these as it's a bit like a behind the scenes conversation with Graham. In this one, he talks about some of his favorite scriptures and the impact they've had in his life. He offers insight into how the relational promises found in the Word work to create a beautiful roadmap for the believer to navigate life with. Graham also discusses some of the dynamic effects that certain verses have had in his life and how the Word relationally speaks destiny over you as a believer, offering assurance in various seasons of life. Enjoy. Hi, this is Graham Cook. Once in a while, I love to do a Q&A session with people from our brilliant community. So let me answer a few of your recent questions. It's my last question, and it's from Jacob. And it's simply this. What are your favorite scriptures and why? And I think uh, my favorite scriptures are all the ones that God gave to me personally in my own life. And... um, I practiced a rule of life for many, many years because, you know, there were like about 1,600 years before the common man around the world could have a copy of the Bible in their hands. Most of the Bibles for a 1,000 years or more were in Latin, so only educated people had them. And then when Caxton invented the printing press, that's when Bibles began actually to be in every home and be more plentiful. Um, But a rule of life governs a particular area of your life. And it's something, it's like a a key scripture, short enough to memorize, long enough to get, you know, a lifetime of relationship with God out of it. And um, so one of my favorite ones was Psalm 91. It talks about he who lives in the secret place under the shadow of the Most High. And um, that's probably the psalm that the Lord made and I visit the most because he always says to me, Graham, get your Bible and read Psalm 91, which means read it out loud. I think he likes my accent, whatever. But I read it out loud and I feel his pleasure in it. I can feel him going, I love that. I love that. That is so perfect for you. And every time we do it, I know it's like code for spend a bit of time with me in this over the next month, you know, and then something new emerges out of it. Another one is Isaiah 61 verses 1 to 7. This is the one that Jesus read out in his hometown church because it was a prophetic word about him that the spirit of the sovereign Lord has anointed me. And he goes on to say why. And one of the key things I love about that, uh, those seven verses, is that on five occasions, one word is mentioned, and it's the word instead. And, um, <clears throat> and instead means in place of, like the oil of joy instead of mourning, um, garment of praise instead of a spirit of fainting. And it means in place of, as an alternative to. And so here we have a number of neg- five negatives, and they all have five positive right ne- next to them. It's like, you've got this negative, but let me give you this instead. And that's where I began to learn about, you know, every negative has a signpost attached to it, pointing towards a provision, or pointing towards the opposite, towards the alternative. 
And that's when I realized that probably my next favorite book after the Bible needs to be a book about antonyms and synonyms. You know, that for every, for every anti, antonym, there's a synonym, there's a replacement word that leads you into a whole different uh, experience. So I love that particular one. And then I love, love, love uh, Isaiah 41, 8 to 16. And, and, and this passage has been so helpful to me because you can't be in the prophetic ministry and not be persecuted. You know, it, it's just, it, it goes with the job, it goes with the territory. And so this passage is all about um, who God is for us in times of adversity, persecution, warfare. And the thing I like about it is it's, it, has the, it has the two words, I am, three times. I have given you this four times. I will five times, and you will six times. So the whole thing is like this massive relational promise. It's like God flexing his muscles and saying, this is who I am for you, you know? And, and so whenever I get into those situations, I read it aloud to the Lord, and I read the I ams. I am this, I am that. Jesus was fond of I ams. I am the door, I am the good shepherd, I'm the bread of life. Um, and, and, and I love it when God makes I will statements because that's a promise and everything in him is geared to fulfilling that it's like because he can't lie if he's saying to you I will do this he will do it and you need to get in the same place with him so that it can be done you know um, I love those I love that particular scripture and as I said I love Colossians 3 verses 1 to 3 um, set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. It's just such a cool expression. Graham, you know, how about you not practice downstairs thinking? How, how about you practice upstairs thinking? And uh, so every time I hear that in my spirit, it's like, it's the Lord saying, how about there's a better thought up here? I am not coming down there because I don't like the way you're thinking right now. But I think you'll like the way I'm thinking. So set your, you set your mind on things above, you know? It's an invitation to come up higher. And, of course, who doesn't like James chapter 1, 2 to 8, about tests and, and the joy of the Lord and count it all joy? It's like that is a phenomenal strategy. How about first thing we do is let's all get happy. That's what he's saying. In John 15, 11, Jesus said, <clears throat> all these things I've spoken to you so that my joy might be in you and your joy, full. It's like joy is so important to him because he's the happiest person I know. And you can't learn anything from a place of misery. You know, Eeyores don't learn stuff. You know, we have to, Tiggers learn everything. Eeyores seldom learn anything. You know, you can't learn stuff from a negative place. Then I love Ephesians 4, 20 to 24, because, it, again, it's a great strategy. You know, um, lay aside the old, man. Be renewed in the spirit of your mind and put on the new, man. So the Lord's saying, okay, just a simple strategy. No, we're not going to talk about the old stuff. We're not going to wallow in that place. You lay it aside, and when you... You'll know you've laid it aside because your thinking will come back online, you know? And then when your thinking's back online, then you, we can attract to you all the things I want to give you. You know, so I love, I love that God is the king of process. 
You know, it's the process that makes us rich. So, and another of my favorites really is uh, Galatians 5, about the fruit of the Spirit. The thing I love about the fruit of the Spirit is that, so if God is teaching you patience, his voice is going to be incredibly patient. He matches his voice to the fruit. So if he's teaching you gentleness, his voice will be so gentle. And if you're anything like me, every time God speaks to me like that, um, I wriggle like a puppy, you know, because it's so gorgeous that he would modify his voice to his own attribute in us. So fruit of the Spirit, big winner in my life. And then uh, a final one that I've used so many times. I have had so much hate mail over the years. I mean, I don't even know why I counted, but I think I stopped counting somewhere around 50,000. I know, that's, isn't that the dumbest thing you ever heard? And, and these are not just general letters like you're a scab or whatever. These are like curses, you know? And um, so, and, and this scripture says, blessed are you when men says all manner of evil against you for my name's sake, for the spirit of God and of glory rests on you. And when I realized what the blessings were, it was like, okay, somebody else persecute me. Come on, you're helping me out here. (laughs) And I love scripture like that because it gives you such hope, such focus, such delight. It opens you up to who God is. So all these particular uh, passages here have all had and still do have massive implications for my learning, you know? And, and I navigate my life and my ministry by the promises of God, not by problems. Because promises create a roadmap. That's why I love prophecy. I love it when God gives me scripture. You know, what he's doing, he's giving you coordinates to go someplace. You know, and I love that. And the other thing, too, is I, I feel all these passages here, they've all created... Um, a sense of destiny in my heart that honestly I would have to be a complete pelican not to get everything that God wants to give me when he's made me so many promises and so they really shaped my destiny and people of destiny have no fear of the unknown because they already know who they are and they're already seeing something beyond the circumstances in front of them and I love that so, Jacob, I hope that helps you, man. Great question. Thank you for asking it. Thanks for your questions, guys. So, hey, you can keep up to date with me on my blog, brilliantperspectives.com. And if you want to take a look at uh, Brilliant TV, we'd be happy to see you. And I think you'll find there's some good stuff to chew on over on that site. So, thanks for being with us. I really appreciate it. This was a fun one. I love this line. People of destiny have no fear of the unknown because they already know who they are and are already seeing something beyond their circumstances. Beloved, that is a radical truth that carries profound impact if you step into it with Jesus. There were so many great nuggets in this episode. I hope you were incredibly blessed as I've been. 
If you were moved or encouraged, please feel free to pass this on. Also, ponder what it looks like for you to apply the context of today's message and consider this. What are your own promises in your relational journey with God's word? Is there anything more there that the Father wants to have a conversation with you about? If you want to send a potential question for Graham for our Q&As, you can do so as a member of the Brilliant Community. If you're not one already, all you have to do is subscribe to our newsletter, Brilliant News. I'll add a link in the description of this episode for where to do that. Thanks again for tuning in today. We love connecting with other believers and hearing all the testimonies of how you've been filled with courage and strength of purpose in your relationship with God, and how many of you have been drawn into greater wonderment and joy in your fellowship with Jesus. Rest and delight in the lavish love of your Father this week, and we'll catch you next time.